you are listening to TKO on CFIU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So hey y'all, what's happening? Yes, as always, I'm just so happy to be here today. Man, I've been on my grind for the past week. Um, School's starting today and I also got work going on and then I've actually been putting in effort in the gym and I, I honestly just feel so great. And I hope you guys feel great as well. So my word of advice to all of you guys out there, man, I know it might be hard in the beginning, but just try to keep up the hustle and just keep grinding. You will see the results in the end, okay? Just keep that in mind. It might be hard in the beginning once again, but then you shall see the product in the end and you will be really satisfied with your work. Okay, so that's the... Uh, that. Uh, I would say uh, that's like a tag, like a motivational tag for the day. We're going to call it like a whole segment because it was pretty short and sweet. So I'm just going to keep it there. Man, there's a lot of things going on in the world of combat sports. I'm pretty sure you guys have been catching up with your MMA and boxing fight so far. This past weekend, we had so many things happening um, at the same time. And I'd be lying if I said I actually caught up with all of them because I didn't. Because the only fight I actually got to, like, I actually had time to watch was that Canelo and um, Daniel Jacobs fight, which we're going to be briefly talking about today because we have so many other things to talk about today. I don't want to um, put too much time into into uh, just talk about that. But you guys know what happened. And, man, it, it wasn't the most exciting fight that you would expect from someone like Canelo, someone who's as hyped up in the world of boxing right now as Canelo Alvarez. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real with you guys, going to keep it 100. Listen, I was actually rooting for Daniel Jacobs because I was watching training videos for both guys. And then not saying that Canelo does not put in work when he's training for his fights. He always does. And I really do appreciate that about him. But when I was watching Daniel Jacobs go into the gym and do do all the things that he usually does in the gym, I was actually surprised because I saw him like I saw the amount of hard work that was actually being um, put on every single day that he was going into the gym. He was training his butt off. And honestly, I really thought that he was going to win this fight and that he was going to be the one. Uh, other than than Floyd Money Mayweather to to give Canelo his second professional loss. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, Again, I was a bit disappointed because I thought that Canelo, um, given that he, like the, the way he presented himself in that fight against Daniel Jacobs, I was actually expecting a bit more excitement out of that fight. And I am i know I'm not the only one out there because I've been talking to a lot of other boxing fans and they've been saying the same thing. And honestly, um, there was a time, if you asked me like six, six months ago, nine months ago, if a boxing was going to be uh, almost revived and, um, uh, um, you know, uh, risen back to, to the glory days... And I, I would have said yes because of guys like Canelo Alvarez. 
But unfortunately, I'm not really sure what Canelo's going to do in regards to that. I mean, sure, he's winning all of his fights ever since that loss that he had against Floyd Manny Mayweather. He's doing everything. He's winning all the belts that he can. But is it necessarily um, exciting for the fans? Well, I'm sure he has his own fans. And again, I'm not trying to devalue all the talent and skill that Canelo Alvarez has. I'm just saying that I I personally expected a bit more from him. If we're trying to hype up someone like Canelo Alvarez, then he needs to deliver to that certain level because otherwise it's just going to fall short. And um, I don't know, maybe you could say that I'm a bit biased. I know a lot of people come out there hating on me because of all the things that I just said about Canelo Alvarez. But man, this is just my personal opinion. I If we really think that Canelo Alvarez is the one to bring back boxing to the glory days, then he needs to deliver. He needs to perform to that optimal level. Man, yeah, that's just my opinion on that. And, um, uh, you know, regardless, shout out to both guys because they still put in work and they still at least took the fight to the full uh, distance, to the full 12 rounds. (sighs) But yeah, again, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it now. But since we talked about Canelo Alvarez, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, Canelo's promoter, um, he was asked about some of the potential fights that are going to be made from now on. Um, for for Canelo and uh, he mentioned a few names which were interesting and some were I don't know I would say not really uh, tough fights for Canelo and just easy money for him so amongst the names that were mentioned uh, by uh, Oscar De La Hoya uh, the first name that was mentioned was um, Callum, Callum Smith. Now, Callum Smith, he he's a British boxer. He actually has a few title belts. Mm, I'm not sure if he's the best matchup for Canelo right now. And I say that not because I think it's gonna he's going to give Canelo a tough fight. I'm saying that because I actually think that it's going to be an easy fight for Canelo. And it's going to be totally easy money for Canelo. And, um, uh, oh, actually, um, a fun fact about that is that Cal Smith and Canelo Alvarez have actually fought before. And as you can imagine, um, Canelo uh, beat Cal Smith and now I guess Callum Smith wants revenge and um, he wants to get a second chance at fighting Canelo and poten- potentially beating him. But again, no, no guarantees in that because, man, I, I feel like Canelo is getting better and better. But at the same time, although I keep saying that, um, I feel like he's not really trying to um, uh, expend more energy and put on more um, excitement in his fights as he's getting better and better, if that makes sense. So I just feel like he's trying to fight um, as smart as he can, not expend that much energy, do whatever is necessary, just enough to, to just win fights and get his money and get out. And it seems to be working for him. And yeah, man, I don't want to keep on hating on him even more because I know I'm going to receive a lot of hate on social media. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, it is what it is. Um, Again, I really do um, uh, admire Canelo for the type of athlete that he is. No doubt in the fact that Canelo Alvarez is a talented boxer. And the fact, I mean, he's only 28 years old. And look at how much he's actually accomplished no doubt about the fact that he's a phenomenal athlete. I'm just saying that I'm not a huge fan of his fighting style. That's all I'm saying. 
So uh, that uh, the Cal Smith fight was the first uh, suggestion by Oscar De La Hoya for Canelo, uh, a potential fight for Canelo in the future. But then the second name that was mentioned, which really surprised me, was the name of Sergey Kovalev. Now, we've talked about Sergey Kovalev on the show before because Sergey Kovalev used to be the light heavyweight champion of the world. Now, the thing is, uh, listen, we talk about boxing and MMA and um, the weight divisions can get a bit confusing because when you say light heavyweight and MMA, we're talking about 205 pounds. But light heavyweight in boxing is actually 170 pounds, okay? So Canelo Alvarez, the pa- the last fight that he had, I believe he was fighting at uh, 160 pounds. So that was the weight limit uh, for, for that uh, fight that he had against Daniel Jacobs. So now um, they're saying that he actually wants to fight Sergey Kovalev. And for him to fight Kovalev, he has to gain another 10 pounds. Now, if you've been catching up with Canelo's work, Canelo initially started as a welterweight in boxing, which is uh, 147 pounds. So just imagine how much weight has been gained by Canelo. But then it's not that he's gained weight and it's all turned to fat or water. No, it's actually he's put on so much muscle. And by every weight division that he goes up by, it seems like he's getting stronger and stronger. And um, I believe if he actually does get to fight Sergey Kovalev, then he has the plan of dominating that weight division as well. And I mean, listen, I, I just really hope he doesn't move on to uh, uh, weight divisions like cruiserweight or actual heavyweight because, listen, that would, I mean, I guess he's just chasing uh, glory and um, he wants to build his own legacy. I understand that, but I feel like... Ambition is good. Listen, ambition is good. But at a certain level, after you've achieved so much in your life and your career, you just have to stop, okay? That's just my opinion. And um, yeah, so uh, it would be be a really interesting fight if Canelo actually does get to fight Sergey Kovalev sometime in the future. So those were the two main um, uh, potential fights that were discussed by Oscar De La Hoya in the post-fight press conference. And again, man, like I said, I was a bit disappointed with that uh, Daniel Jacobs and Canelo fight. But again, it is what it is. And I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. If Canelo has another fight, I will will always, always watch his fights just to see how he he does and um, how much um, improvement um, he has gone through. Yeah, it's actually really interesting to watch his progress throughout the way. Anyhow, so that was that. Enough of boxing. But now I actually want to talk about UFC 237 because it's actually happening this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday on May 11th at 10 p.m. Eastern. So that's the time that the main card will be starting and it's actually happening in Brazil. Yes, I feel like it's been a long time since um, the UFC was having a card in Brazil, uh, an actual pay-per-view card in Brazil. So here we are. And as you can imagine, because the whole card is going to be happening in Brazil, there's so many Brazilian fighters on this card, so many talented and phenomenal Brazilian fighters on this card, which is going to make this, it's going to take this card to a whole nother level. So now, without further ado, let's get right into our breakdown. 
Okay, so let's get started with the main event of the evening because this is actually a fight that I'm really, really excited for. So we have Rose Namajunas, the current women's strawweight champion, fighting off against the number one challenge, number one contender in the strawweight uh, division, who's challenging the title right now, Jessica Andrade. Man, I'm so excited for this fight, and I'll tell you why. So Rose Namajuna, she's been in this weight division for a long time, and she's had so many notable fights against some of the best um, strawweights in the in the whole world of MMA, I would say. She's had fights against, um, um, I think, Paige Van Zandt. She's had fights against Claudia Gedelia, and she, of course she's had uh, two fights against the former champion, Joanna Young Jacek. Now, the thing is, when you look at Rose Namajunas, you wouldn't necessarily just assume that she is, in fact, an MMA fighter because she's a very... Um, She's a very interesting person. She's a very unique person. She tends to meditate a lot. She's uh, outside the ring. She's a very calm and um, uh, a cool and collective person. But when it comes into the ring and what the type of stuff that she does when she's fighting an opponent, man, she's a total beast. Her striking is on point. Her submission skills are on point. And um, actually, like I said, so her physique is really, um, it, she's not super muscular, okay? Especially if you want to compare her physique to Jessica Andrade. But do not let that fool you because the fact because of the fact that she has so, uh, such long limbs and the fact that she she's uh, really skinny and um, she can she can move around a lot, okay? So her stamina is perfect. And also, like I said, because of the fact that her limbs are really long, she can um, submit her opponents really, really efficiently when things do go to, the go to the ground. So that's really, really good for her, especially coming into this fight, because we know that Jessica Andrade, because of the fact that she's really muscular, and especially in her past fights, we've seen that she really utilizes um, some judo skills. So she does a lot of hip throws and just overall takedowns. So uh, listen, I guarantee you there is going to be at least like five takedowns attempted by Jessica Andrade. And I know that Rose Namajunas has a really good takedown defense, but at the same time, she needs to, of course, she needs to have a plan B and that if she is get, uh, taken to the ground and she can't really defend herself, she can't really defend the takedown, then she can definitely try to go for a submission. And um, again, having said that, that does not mean that Jessica Andrade is, um, uh, uh, is, a, is, a, is a novice um, jiu-jitsu pr uh, player because that is not the case. She's very, very experienced. Her st uh, striking is also on point. Uh, her takedown, like I said, and submission as well. I believe Jessica Andrade is the black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So this is not going to be an easy fight for either one of these ladies. Let's just put it that way. But regardless, I'm actually really, really interested to see how Jessica Andrade is going to uh, come into this fight. Because, like I said, Jessica Andrade is really muscular. But although she's muscular... She has, she's not really that tall. She's only 5'2", while Rose Namajunas is 5'5", in that, in the 150 pounds weight division. 
So because of that, I, yeah, totally makes sense why Jessica Andrade is uh, really muscular. And so because of that, she she has a lot. She delivers a lot of power for the straw weight uh, weight division. Okay, because when you're that light, you can't really not saying that you you don't have power. You do. But you you mostly have to rely on the volume of punches that you tend to throw towards your opponent, or just just try to win the fight through through decision by keeping up your cardio and your stamina, and try to um, uh, either outbox your opponent or just yeah ch- just try to dominate over your opponent uh, in that in that time period that you have. There's not really a, a lot of chance for you to to actually knock out and finish your opponent unless it's a submission or something because sub, when it comes to submissions um uh, jujitsu doesn't really take into account if you're a straw weight or if you're a heavyweight uh, jujitsu works for any weight division so uh, not taking that into consideration but when we're talking about knockouts per se we don't really see a lot of knockouts in the, in the lighter weight divisions okay but like I said, Jessica Andrade, she's so powerful because she's so muscular. But at the same time, like I said, she's really short. So it's really hard for her to actually get close to Rose Namajunas because of the fact that Rose Namajunas is so much taller. And uh, because she has long limbs, she can establish a longer range for herself. So it, it will just make things so much harder for Jessica Andrade to get closer to her, to actually even have her punches. Jessica Andrade's punches connect to Rose Namajunas' head or body. So I'm actually really interested to see how Jessica Andrade is going to adapt to that challenge. And I know she's been putting. She's actually been putting in a lot of work. Um, she's saying that she's ready for everything that could be happening, uh, potentially happening in this fight against Rose Namajunas. So I'm actually curious to see how things are going to turn out in this fight against Rose and Jessica Andrade. Whoo! Okay, yes. Like it, the thing is, Rose Namajunas. You wouldn't really think that she would win fights against her opponents because, like, uh, the 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 fight that she won the title for herself in the beginning was a fight that she had against the former champion. Uh, excuse me, Yoanna Janjajek. Like I said before. And uh, coming into that fight, because everybody had seen what sort of things Yoana Young Jajic was capable of, nobody was actually taking Rose Namajuna seriously, and her nobody was taking her fighting skills seriously at all, which was a wrong uh, decision and a bad idea, a very bad idea, because we saw Rose Namajuna knock out Yoana Young Jajic. She knocked out a former. Um, uh, I think 10-time uh, world Muay Thai champion and, of course, a, a, a strawweight champion who'd been reigning the division for, I think, f- at least five years. So it was really surprising to see that, but then that uh, gave us, the fans, so much more knowledge about the type of things that Rose Namajunas is capable of and now we all have so much more respect for Rose Namajunas, not just because uh, of the fact that she's uh, overall she's a really nice person um, inside and outside the ring, but also because of her um, talent and fighting skills, right? So that's great. I'm so excited for this fight. That is going to be our main event of the evening. So like I said, because this fight is happening in Brazil, this whole fight card is happening in Brazil, this whole fight card is stacked with phenomenal Brazilian fighters. And talk about that, uh, we have our co-main event, which is uh, headlined by a great fight between the legendary Anderson Silva and Jared Cannonier. Man, 
Anderson Silva, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned his name to anybody who is at least a little bit familiar with MMA and they do not recognize Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva is a legend. And back in his, I, I think he's been in this game for about at least like 20 years. He's been in the game for a long time and um, he's one of those guys whose name is going to definitely go down in, in MMA history and definitely he's definitely a future Hall of Famer. So good for him. Now he's going to be fighting off against, uh, uh, okay, so his nickname is the Killer Gorilla, Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier is a young fella and um, he <laughs> he's a really interesting prospect in the UFC. Um, which is going to make this fight so much more interesting because we have um, the legend Anderson Silva fighting off against this beast, Jared Cannonier. And I say beast because Jared Cannonier used to fight at heavyweights, okay? But now he's fighting at middleweights, which is 185 pounds. So when you have a heavyweight, someone like Jared Cannonier cut down so much weight to middleweight. That's a dangerous move for for the opponent. And I say that because when you're heavyweight, you're so used to just um, delivering so much power in your fights. And although uh, when you're cutting weight, um, you might, you know, lose a little bit of muscle, especially if you're re really muscular when you were heavyweight. But that actually adds on to your skills and um, it, it, it's just presents more challenges to your opponents who are just you who are just usually fighting at the middleweight division because you're actually coming down from a heavier weight division to that lighter weight division. So you're obviously going to deliver that power and they're going to see it for themselves. So uh, just a little bit about Jerry Cannonier. He, uh, he, I believe he competed in The Ultimate Fighter, so the reality show, The Ultimate Fighter. He's had many great fights in the UFC so far. Um, having said that, though, he's not really um, a, a top-ranked uh, guy. He's currently ranked number 10 in the middleweight division, which is okay because sometimes, uh, listen, don't, don't uh, <laughs> look at the rankings and just judge how, how good of a fighter that person is because the rankings don't always tell the truth. A person might have the number 15 rank in a certain weight division, and that could only be because of the fact that they've made their uh, uh, UFC debut or something. Well, in reality, they're actually really talented and um, they're just getting started. So eventually their, their ranking will uh, get uh, further and further up, right? So here, although Jared Cannonier is number 10 in the weight division and the middleweight weight division, uh, do not let that fool you again because he's a very, very dangerous fighter. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Anderson Silva. I'm going to state the obvious. Um, we all know, like I said, Anderson Silva has been in the game for such a long time. And right now, um, I believe, uh, I can't really, um, I can search up his uh, age actually, but I think he's well into his 40s, which is not great, especially if you're competing in a sport as hard as MMA. And uh, I've seen that uh, with my own eyes when I was uh, watching his training videos specifically for this particular camp. He was huffing and puffing, man. And I'm, I mean, he could deliver. He could potentially deliver. But obviously, he's not as sharp as he used to be 10 years ago. 
because back in the day, obviously, like if you say if you if you consider his performance ten years ago, obviously he he was at this prime and. He was accomplishing so many great things, and we all know how he was the middleweight champion, and how how um, how many um, I think consecutive wins he had in the UFC. I think he set a record for that. I think he had ten consecutive wins in the UFC or something for the longest time. He was holding the record um, in the UFC. But again, you know, when you age, the things just happen, and uh, weight cutting gets so much harder, and um, your body is just telling you no. While you, in reality, want to say yes. Uh, so it, it's like a, a conflict of interest for your body and your mind. But, you know, uh, some people who are passionate about it are actually in it. And they're actually successful. You know, people like Anderson Silva. But again, I don't think that he has um, a lot more fights in him. I believe he has uh, um, the most, like, two fights Two fights more left in him and i feel like after that he really does need to consider um, retirement but right now here he is he's actually putting in work and let's not take away anything from uh from um the amount of hard work and hustle that Anderson silva is putting into this particular fight camp so because of that i'm actually interested to see how this fight is going to turn out because of the fact that jared cannonier is a very dangerous fighter and he's a great knockout artist, actually. And Anderson Silva, he's an interesting guy in the fact that he has really good striking skills. Um, but he's he's a really awkward fighter. And if you've watched some of his fights before, you know you know what I'm talking about because he's not the guy to have your regular like orthodox um, stance and you know just having footwork and all that. He's a really weird guy. You would think that he's actually in a kung fu movie, <laughs> other than in real fights, because that's um, that's how awkward he tends to fight. That's the awkward stance that he has, and you don't know where that next punch is going to be coming towards you um, from Anderson Silva because he tends to throws. Um, he, t he tends to throw his strikes from really weird angles and you don't really see them coming. So that is why uh, he's really successful mostly with um, his striking. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see how this fight is going to turn out. Uh, let's take a little bit uh, of look into some of their stats. So in terms of knockout, um, uh, the the UFC website is saying that they have um, a, a similar uh, wins by knockouts. So it's saying that Anderson Silva has won 65% of his fights through knockout. And Jared Cannonier has won 64% of his knockouts. But this, uh, this is not really relevant right now because of the fact that I just said Anderson Silva is not at his prime anymore. So they're just looking at his overall um, record his overall professional career and making these stats up well in reality um, you know he might not be honestly at the same level that he used to be back in his prime days about like 10 years ago so like I said Jared Cannonier is definitely the younger guy um, uh, his cardio I, I bet is so much better than Anderson Silva right now and um, uh, yeah man I don't want to like uh make a prediction or something i just want to say uh that please please do watch this fight because it's gonna be really really exciting and um sometimes it gets a bit tough when you're watching your uh your your idols like anderson silva for a lot of people growing up he was fighting and a lot of people grew up watching anderson silva people like myself so it would be 
I'll be lying if I said I, I, I wouldn't be heartbroken if Anderson Silva would lose this fight. But again, it is the fight game. Um, it is evolving day by day. And eventually the, the legends, the older guys, have to be eventually replaced by the young talents with guys like Jared Cannonier. So yeah, man, that is my breakdown for um, your co-main and the main event of UFC 237 happening in Brazil. So once again, make sure you catch up with this fight, this whole fight card actually, um, on uh, May 11th, Saturday night. And although we only broke down two fights, uh, there's a lot of other great fights happening on this card, on the main card, and also the preliminary card. So make sure you catch up with all of them if you have time. And I'm actually so excited to, to watch the fights and then come in next week and um, further uh, reminisce <laughs> a little bit about um, what the, uh, you know, how the fights actually turned out. So I'm really excited for that. And then, yeah, that's all for today. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Fam, you already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jana, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.